0: I just believe that we're in a season where uh, the prophetic is actually being being released across the church more than ever before. Uh, and I want to encourage you that you know, prophetic is just something very natural. It, it's really hearing the voice of God, exercising um, some faith, uh, and actually seeing people blessed and seeing things unlocked in people. You know, you can be prophetic in your workplace. You don't have to put your hands on someone's head and say, Thus saith the Lord. You know, sometimes you can actually just see something in somebody in, in, in a very sort of ordinary, non confronted that's a good word, isn't it? Non confrontational uh, way, um, you, you, you can actually just speak that out and you can actually see things released on people. So let's understand that we are in a season where the prophetic is actually being released across our church, uh, across our city, across our state, and beyond. Let's be ready for what God wants to do in that. Yesterday, Alex and I went to a 60th birthday, and it was in the afternoon. Yes. I remember I thought I was old when I started getting invited to 40th birthdays. But anyway, <laughs> signs of the times. Um, it was a great time. Uh, a, a friend of um, somebody Alex has met um, through her, her tennis club sort of um, world, um, he Has got a, a great property, and, and you know, and he, and he he brought all his friends together from all sorts of different walks of life. You know, there were you know there were, there were people there from people that sort of work for him in, in, in his various businesses. The you know there was the guy that had just been there last week, sort of doing some painting on his property. You know, and, and people that had been involved in sport and tennis and you know school friends. He had a, a whole raft there. It was a it was a fantastic day. And, as I thought about, uh, about this particular guy and what what he actually had there, he is something special on his life. and you know he's, to my knowledge, not in the kingdom, but, but he's actually got a, a, an amazing gift on his life of of bringing people together and being a, a very visionary person. And one of the things that he's doing now, there was a, a good friend of his too who had also had just retired. they ran about the same age, and he said. He said, oh, I don't understand where he gets his energy from. You know, he's he's the same age as me. I'm enjoying retirement, and he's still taking on this project and that project and doing this new thing and, and doing that new thing. And I thought, he's actually creating a legacy. He's actually creating something that, that his family will take on, that others will take on, and, and will certainly go beyond his calling and his life. And, and this morning I want to talk to us um, about about reputation and legacy, reputation and legacy. Reputation is the opinion that people in general have about someone or something or how much respect or admiration someone or something receives based on past behaviour and character. Now, that can be both encouraging and discouraging, I think, for all of us. Legacy is something that is a result of events in the past, it says, but those events actually continue into the future. Our reputation can go before us or follow behind us. I've found that very much in in different parts of my life uh, and not always in a good way. A bad reputation is quickly gained. Who's found that out? Uh, a good reputation is earned over time. Listen to what it says in Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 11, and you know one of my, my favourite chapters in the whole Bible, and, and you'd understand that, but, but it says this. It says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith... The people in days of old earned a good reputation. You see, when we allow our world to be framed through the lens of faith, we earn a reputation that I believe is both good and enviable. You see, faith means, faith means we believe God. And I think there's something really, really simplistic and powerful about that. Faith means we believe God. We believe in God. We believe what he says. We believe in the power of his word, and we just believe. And then there is something in that that is almost intangible. You can't explain it, you, you, but you, you, know, you can feel it, you know it, and it actually frames the way that you approach your world. And when that is part of your world, you believe God, but you know you also believe in people. I think I think those people that are that are really have faith framing their world, they believe in people. They speak life into people. They believe that people can do more than where they currently are. They believe that people can be set free of a past. They believe that there is something in those people around them that actually needs to be drawn out. I believe there needs to be an element of faith that takes us to that place. Faith earns a good reputation. Faith opens doors and it provides steadfast spirit in unsettled times. What would you like your reputation to be? I used to say in, in, in Australia, perhaps there's, there's no higher condemn, <laughs> commendation, not condemnation, there is no higher commendation. Of, you know people say no oh, he's a good bloke you know in Australia you know we we're a bit understated and, and you know somebody is a good bloke or, or a good girl um, that that actually is a very high commendation in this country where we where we don't go over the top and, and you know perhaps that means that you know you have you have earned a level of respect and trust where people don't feel like you you're in everything for yourself and and you can connect with people that that's something that is a reputation in in our country, what reputation would you like our church, your church, to have and to be in the future? What sort of reputation should we have? What should people be saying about us and what should go before us? You see, if we've got the right reputation, it will actually open doors into our community, into our state and beyond, whereas the wrong reputation obviously closes doors. Hebrews again, 11.2. Through their faith, the people of days of old earned a good reputation. And listen to what it says, that, that they earned a good reputation through their faith. And I'll get to this in a minute. It didn't say they earned a good reputation through doing a whole lot of awesome things. It didn't say they earned a good reputation through launching all sorts of programs and initiatives. It actually said they earned a good reputation through their faith. And and the the next part of Hebrews 11, um, for those that have been around churchy worlds for a bit, uh, this gets called the Hall of Faith. Um, Not the Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Faith. And, And it's this very inspiring chapter where it goes through all these Um, biblical characters and personalities and it actually names them not for what they did but for what they believed and what their their fact that they were people of faith and and it's it's essentially not a list of works it's a list of faith and it's a list of weak people who trusted God could do great things in them and through them and for them It goes on. It says it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Right back at the start, faith was the difference in the two offerings. You know, this is that's one of those little sections of the Bible. I remember being being taught that one in Sunday school, and it sort of didn't completely make sense to me. It was like, yeah, this guy brought stuff to God, and this guy brought stuff to God, and God rejected one of them. And and you know, I struggled with that as a kid. And you might struggle with that now as an adult, but the difference was, you know, one of them was bringing a pile of stuff because he actually wanted to show who he was and what he'd achieved and what he had in his hand. And and the other one was saying, I actually just bring my faith and I actually lay it down before you, God. And God says, yeah, I can do something with that. I can't do something with your great pile of works. I, grant great, I can't do something with your great pile of achievement. I can't do something with your, even your worldly reputation, but I can do something with your faith. And I think there's a great leveling for all of us here. Some of us can look back on our lives. And, and you know, that, I was referring to that, that birthday we went to. And, yeah, that particular man has, has done some amazing things. And you might be thinking, wouldn't it be great if I did that? Well, when God looks at it, he doesn't actually look at the pile of works. He right now says, I can do something with your faith. If you bring an offering of faith to God, he says, Wham, I'm going to put my hand on that and I can do something with it. It was by faith Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Some of you would like that. By faith, Noah, by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith, Abraham obeyed. When God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. Let's, let's just keep going through Hebrews 11. I'm going to go to verse 32. And, and the writer says, how much more do I need to say? This is after he goes through this great hall of faith. He says it would take too long. In other words, just the, the magnitude and the depth of these stories of faith. It would take too long to get right into them all, the stories of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. Here's another prophetic word, and this is something I've been feeling over the last week, and I think some of it's by some of the things that we've walked through, but I just believe to speak it out in this place. There are people, and you are getting kicked off with what you would see as injustice. You know whether whether it's in a workplace, whether it's in a you know in an organisation, whether it's in a in in a broader community, and you see injustice, and you think, what am I going to do about that? And you can sometimes feel angry, or you can feel disempowered. But I believe that by your faith, you know it it says this: it says by the faith they over through kingdoms and they ruled with justice. I believe there's going to be an outpouring of justice as we, people of faith, stand up and believe and put faith into action. We don't actually have to condemn. We don't have to necessarily write letters to the paper. We don't have to tear people down. We actually just have to believe and create an atmosphere of faith and God will start to work in that and through that. They shut the mouths of lions, they quenched flames of fire, and they escaped death by the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Awesome. Here we are, high profile, biblical personalities and historical figures. They're there. But listen to this next bit. This is the lesser knowns or the never knowns. Hebrews eleven thirty-five to 38. But they are mentioned, not through what they necessarily did, but they have a legacy that goes on. It says this. It says, women received back their dead and were raised to life again. A mother who was grieving for a child that was lost, somehow had faith and that child came back to life again. Her name's not mentioned, the scenario's not mentioned, but the legacy is here in the Hall of faith. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. People weren't prepared to be sold out just because of their circumstances. Some faced jeers, floggings, and even chains of imprisonment. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the, the sword. Who's getting encouraged? They went about in sheepskins and goatskins. skins. Sounds like John o and Lisa. <laughs> Destitute, persecuted and mistreated. Don't persecute and mistreat John o and Lisa. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves. And holes in the ground. Are you getting more encouraged? All these people. Verse 39. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. God had something better in mind for us. So that they would not reach perfection without us. Your faith is part of the realisation and the legacy of those heroes that have gone before us. Your faith is part of the realisation and the legacy of those heroes that have gone before us. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more as we go. We don't have to try and imitate these heroes. You know what the cool thing is? The word says they're cheering us on. They're encouraging us. They're saying, come on, fix your eyes on Jesus. Bring that offering of faith. And it says this, it says, Therefore, in Hebrews 12, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God wow he endured so he could win us, so he could win you can we endure so that we can win others as a prize as well can we earn a good reputation through doing lots of cool things now, Can we earn a good reputation through our faith? Can we be part of a great faith legacy? So what's faith? What is it? What is it? And in the few minutes I've got left, so I'm just going to un- unpack this. And it says this in Hebrews 11 verse 1, right at the start. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things Not yet seen. Now, faith is a substance. It actually says it's almost tangible. You know, you can feel it, you can pick it up, you can pour it from one pot to another. And obviously, literally, you can't do that, but it's got that feeling about it. You know, when there is faith in the room, when there is faith in an organization, when there is faith in a family, you can feel it. When you walk into a house of faith, you feel it. It's like bang, oh, it's it's there. You know, when you when you when you walk into a house or a home of discouragement, you can feel it. It's like it sucks it away. But you know, faith is a substance that's tangible. Physical eyesight produces a conviction and the evidence of visible things which enables people To see the visible, faith is the organ which enables people to see the invisible order. The Message Bible puts it this way. The fundamental fact of the existence is that this trust in God, this faith, this firm foundation under everything makes life worth living. Peterson actually says, you know, if there's there's no faith, it's a bit like life's hollow. And then he goes on, he says, it's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors from the crowd. So faith is actually the substance of hope. You see, you can hope something happens... And, and, you know, biblical hope is more than that. Biblical hope, we're told, is a sure thing. It's actually, it's not just like a, a 50-50 bet. You know, it's 150% reality. And, and but, but, you know... Faith is actually the handle that enables us to connect our reality to that future hope. Faith is the handle that enables you to connect your situation and where you are now to the hope and the promises of God for the future. Faith is that thing you grab hold of. It's the handle to take us from the seen to the unseen. Faith enables us to see the invisible. As a church, our journey to this very location, has been a journey of faith. We didn't have this location. Initially, we didn't even see it in the physical, but we knew it was there. And I remember I, I stood along with uh, you know, our, our board and our team, and we said, hey, we believe God has asked us to, Go somewhere else. And everybody's thinking, where is it? Where is it, Dave? We don't know. It's a journey of faith. And it was actually faith that connected what God had for us for the next season with the reality of where we were in the past. And it is faith that is going to connect us now to the realization of what God is going to do, perhaps you know what He'll do in this building, what He's going to do in the communities, what He's going to do across this state, and what He's got for us, and the legacy that you are all going to be part of as we go into what God has in the future. Faith enables us to see the invisible and possess the promise. Faith enables us to see the invisible and possess the promise. By faith alone, we see. This is um, this is from the. Bible commentary, um, Jamison, Fawcett, and Brown, it says, By faith alone, we are sure of eternal things that they are. But by hope, we are confident that we shall have them. All hope presupposes faith. All hope presupposes faith. Faith is the connector to the realization of those things that are hoped for. So, all right, how can we establish a good reputation and a legacy? How can you build a reputation and legacy? Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're you're a young person here this morning, and you know, reputation's pretty important. Uh, you know, you can actually make life very hard for yourself by establishing a a less than favourable reputation. You see, that sort of reputation will close doors. Now, those things can be overcome. You know, God, there's nothing insurmountable for our God. But you know what? Why make life harder for yourself by having a reputation that's closing doors in front of you? So how can we build a reputation and establish a legacy? Well, number one, I think you've you've got to know the object of your faith. Know the object of your faith. You know, when we, when we drive, I'll use the Bowen Bridge as an example because it's a safer bet than the Tasman Bridge. But, you know, well, when, we, when we drive across the Bowen Bridge, I don't, I don't think is it going to fall down, you know, because I have actually, I know that bridge. <laughs> I know it. You know, I've, I've ridden my bike across it. I've driven cars across it. I've actually even sometimes had a look at it from the other side. And I, and I can see, to me, it looks pretty strong. And you know what? And I, I actually know that bridge pretty well. I've driven across it lots of times. So for me, I, I'm not wondering, is it going to hold up? You know, the more you know Jesus... The more you understand Jesus, who is the object of your faith, the more you trust him and the more that that faith can actually work in our lives. The more we know him, the more we trust him. The more we trust him, the more we know him. Number two, how can we build a reputation and establish a legacy? Number two is is get familiar with the substance. Get familiar with the substance. Faith is the substance, the evidence. Faith is not bare belief or intellectual understanding. It's a willingness to trust in and rely on and cling to Jesus. So, how do we get it? I think there's a whole lot we could say on that, but when Jesus taught about it, he actually didn't make it that complicated. He didn't say you've got to do a course, uh, or, or you've got to uh, you got to you got to really really do an in depth study on faith. And he actually said, you know what? If you had faith the size of a mustard seed. You know, you could you could actually literally move that mountain from there over into the sea. And I don't think he was saying, hey, we need to go around calling Mount Wellington, you know, down down, you know, into into Storm Bay. It it was actually saying, you know what, if you have got faith, not even the size of your faith, not even being a faith giant, it's actually just whether you've got faith or you haven't. He says, if you have faith. And as small as that is, that faith will connect you to the promises of God. It will connect you to the future. It will actually connect you to his purposes. And you can actually speak to those things that are not as though they are. And you know what? You've got all authority of heaven on your side as you speak to those things. You know, when they line up with the will of God and we have faith the size of a mustard seed and we start to speak into those things, you will be surprised and amazed what can happen. After a while, you'll be less surprised because you know you're God, you know you're Jesus and you know the authority you've been given and things start to happen. How can we build a reputation and establish a legacy? Number three, you've you've got to lock your focus. It says... Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What what actually distracts us from our faith is things that are not of Jesus. Those things that are not of His calling. Those things that actually, yeah, they might be okay, but we've actually got to get that 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 lock focus where 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 our fo- it's It's like that missile lock that you see where it comes in, and it doesn't matter where it goes and what's coming from the side. Your primary focus is on Jesus, no matter what. We've got a, a dog. And he's a beautiful creature, but he can be very testing. But he has missile lock focus. If you pick up a ball, if you start throwing that ball to that dog, it is a black hole. You can never satisfy that thing in him to go and get the ball. You could, you could throw it. You could throw it all day, and he would not stop. While that ball is there, he will not focus on anything else. He has been known to walk over uh, over plates, couches, children, whatever it is, to get to that ball because he has this missile lock focus. And, and if I'm trying to, to to deal with him and work something out, I've actually got to move his focus. You know it's like stormy, stormy, look at me, look at me <laughs> not the ball I, I know I know the ball's more interesting than me, but look at me and, and, and you know what it's that focus that actually takes him and and he'll get that ball no matter what while he's got that gaze and that focus on the ball and sometimes we go we go down to parks and things and we throw a ball to him and a, you know it's a tennis ball and it's much the same colour as the grass and the dirt and, and, and sometimes it's almost dark and, and, and what will happen is, is he gets smart after a while and, and starts trying to create other games. He'll get the ball and, and then instead of bringing it back, he knows how to bring it back, but because he's a sheepdog, he thinks you know good opportunities to round it up and get behind it you know, and he starts dropping it like, like down great banks into a creek. And then think, oh, good, I can go down there. And then it's like, but I can't see it anymore. I've lost it. And then he sort of walks around, thinking, oh, what's going on here? And looks at us, like, oh, you can, you can find it for me. And, and you know, but but while ever he sees the ball, he won't lose it. But whenever that ball goes from his field of vision and and his sight, um, often he loses track of where the ball is. And sometimes on our, our walk with Jesus, you know, we've got our eyes on him, but stuff's going on. And sometimes we we think we ought to be a bit more clever. And I just, (laughs) you know, I I used to just keep things simple and, you know, just just keep my eyes on Jesus. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty sort of seasoned Christian now. I can go out and I can freestyle over here. And, you know, I can not worry about that too much. And I can sort of watch that and I can listen to that. And all of a sudden it's like, where's Jesus? I can't see him anymore. Come on, people of faith. We bring our gaze back to Jesus. How do we establish and build a reputation? Establish a legacy, build a reputation. Number four, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We've got to unload some stuff. We've got to unload some stuff. One of the most powerful prayers you can pray is the prayer of unloading. Throw off that sin that so easily entangles. Jesus. Here's a powerful prayer for each day. Jesus, I surrender it. I surrender myself and I give it to you. And you start to unload. Oh, my life is so complex today. Jesus, I give it to you. As we've just done our home renovation. It's amazing. You get the opportunity to unload stuff. You know, all of our all of our kitchen cupboards went to our garage. And they filled up our whole garage. Like, you know, literally, they weren't so stacked up, but they were on in boxes and and things like that. There's a whole garage. And then it's like when we when we come to put them back in. We're thinking, well, actually, we don't really need that. We don't want that. I don't know why that was in the cupboard. What's going on there? It's human nature, isn't it? We do this, but you know, we get the opportunity to unload. Sometimes you've got to get before God and, and just sort of allow that stuff to be laid out a little bit and, and actually say, you know, what? I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Jesus, you take that and, and you unload and make my life just a little bit lighter. How can we build a reputation and establish a legacy? Number five, persevere. Who loves that word, persevere? Who's been told to persevere? I don't want to persevere. I just want it now. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out before us. I think... I believe this is important for a whole lot of people here as, as individuals and families perhaps couples and, and I think it's seriously seriously important for us in what God's building in us as a church we can we can under we can overestimate as a leader, I always want to do that. When we talk about how we could grow and all that, you know, say, oh, yeah, if we could grow as a church, we could grow this, you know, by 10%, um, you know, over time, that, that's, that's a lot. But, you know, uh, as leaders, you think, oh, no, no, well, that's okay. When you, but, you know, I reckon we could grow by 50% and, you know, all that sort of thing. But so our nature is to overestimate often what can be achieved in a year. We overestimate what can happen in a year. But I tell you what, we often underestimate what can happen in 10. And I think people of faith actually know that they're playing the long game. People of faith know they're not just playing the short game, but they're playing the long game. Isn't it amazing? Those 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 heroes of the faith that don't even get a name mentioned in here are part of the legacy that you're living out right now. That You are actually bringing their legacy to, to fruition by your faith. And you know what? You are going to be part of a legacy that generations beyond us are going to take it and they're going to run with it and they're going to take it further and beyond where we are and it's going to continue to grow and outwork beyond us. Let's not underestimate what can happen in 10 years. Let's be careful we don't overestimate what happens in one year, but, but, but you know, more can happen in the next decade than you can ever imagine. Play the long game. Number six. My last point here. How can we build a reputation and establish a legacy? If you're feeling discouraged, be inspired by the crowd. I'm not talking about some of the crowds that are around this world or your area. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you're not alone. You're surrounded isn't that amazing? These people that went before you, you know, the, the, the spiritual weight and the power of what, what they collectively achieved in their faith is actually surrounding us right now. So, so when, you know, when you get called to to stand in faith on something, you're not standing alone. Yeah, you know that God is with you, but you know those people that came before us—they're cheering you on and they're saying, "Hey, come on, come on, Dale, come on, Dale. You got faith the size of a mustard seed, but you know what? You're gonna you're gonna put a thousand to flight. Come on. You know, it, it's like this this sense of of they actually know it's going to happen. They've experienced it and they're watching now and they're saying, "To Neil, To Neil. You know those dreams you have. You know that that, that big." Big picture of, of how God can work in a community, how God can actually, you know, take a girl, take a girl from Lorraine and actually cut something off and establish a new legacy in the generations to come. And there is a cloud of witnesses that are cheering that on. That's saying, come on to come on, let's go, let's do it, let's get into it. You're not alone. You are surrounded. The faith journey is so much better together. Whether you're here in this room this morning, whether you're joining us in the valley or or online, whether you're in your lounge room or in your car, wherever you are, you are not alone. You are surrounded. The journey, the faith journey is designed to work together you have a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before you we stand on their shoulders and live out their legacy right back to the start now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance About what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. This is how their reputation was built and and earned. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is unseen was made out of what was invisible. Mate, mate. You mightn't see it in your world at the moment. It might be invisible. But you know what? The faith is God's speaking to stuff. And he's going to form stuff out of what is not seen. Verse 39. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God planned something better for us that only together with us would they be made perfect. Isn't that incredible? That the perfection of the heroes of faith is actually made perfect in the outworking of your faith. Your faith will build a legacy because it will reach perfection in generations that follow you. I think, I think we can, we can build a reputation and we can create a legacy together. That will play out in all sorts of different ways and spheres, in different lives, families. And then there will be this collective thing that happens together.